Imagine waking up and feeling ready to face the day with a smile, having more energy for your work, family and social life, fitting into your jeans and feeling good about your body, knowing what to eat and enjoying your food without guilt or confusion, dealing with the stress of daily life in a way that doesn't fry your chips and best of all, feeling relaxed, optimistic and in control of your health. It's all possible. I will show you how. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, energized life with Straight Talking Natural Health, a no BS, tell it like it is wellness show brought to you by qualified naturopath and functional medicine practitioner, Jules Galloway. That's me. Today's guest has been a client of mine for quite some time, so we kind of already know each other quite well. I've watched her go through a lot with her own autoimmune health issues whilst also caring for her family, but she's been thrown a couple of extra challenges in life. You see, a couple of the members of her household have ADHD, and boy, do they have ADHD. <laughs> like any good... Don't laugh yet. This is what happens Sorry. every time I do an intro. Sorry. <laughs> Like any good mum, she's tried everything under the sun to help, including the GAPS diet, whole foods, paleo, the RPAH diet, countless doctors and health practitioners. But what she ended up finding worked the best was developing systems and routines in her household that created calmness and eased overwhelm. So I've got her on the show today to give you a different perspective on helping your anxious or sensitive kids Maybe even we'll throw in a bit of sensitive husband stuff along the way. Please welcome to the show, the wonderful Sharon Collin. Yay! Thank you so much for having me, Jules. I'm so excited. I've listened to your podcast from like day one, so I'm super excited to be here. Oh my God. That was you that was listening on day one. (laughs) (laughs) You you can do an intro. You can. You can do an intro. (laughs) Well, thank you, nice lady. (laughs) Now... First of all, how about we, uh, we get settled and just go over some of the basics. I want to know, what is ADHD? Hit me. Okay, so it's a bit of a complex question. So it's a spectrum disorder, so that means that you can have a lot or a little of it or be severe or mild. Um, it affects about 1 in 20 Australians, so very, very common. And um, think about how many that are undiagnosed, which is a lot. Uh, and that, that figure is roughly increasing by about 5% a year. So how it is described is a complex neurological condition. So that's what it is. But how it affects the brain is they have low neurotransmitters. So they've got a low level of those. So um, it is definitely not a naughty child or anything to do with lack of discipline. So it's a neurotransmitter issue in summary. <laughs> yeah. And what sort of symptoms do people end up getting? Like what are the common ones? My goodness. So uh, most commonly are inattention, distractibility, hyperactivity, impulsivity, uh, and it's also linked to other mental health conditions as well. So that's the most common. There's two different types. It's inattentive and hyperactive, um, and they sort of class, that's the two classing systems, and I'm lucky to have um, a combined type in my house. So it's a bit of both. Yeah. Now, how many kids do you have? I have three little boys, so a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old, and they're all very cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I've met them all on Skype at one point or another. Huh? <laughs> they, they do like to invade a Skype call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as do all kids. They like to pop up and wave and then ask for things right at the crucial moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're all beautiful, but they're all boys and very, very active. Uh, And my eldest, Xavier, has um, combined type, very severe ADHD with learning difficulties. 
And uh, as we know with ADHD, it's a little bit uh, genetic. And so my husband has probably the most severe ADHD I've ever come across. Yeah, right. Yeah. He did do a um, Skype call with you in a chicken head. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, (laughs) but now that you do bring it up. Yeah. You know, he he just wore a mask that day and that's that's what he was doing. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Seriously. I think, think yeah, I've peaked really. That that was the the best moment in my working career is doing a Skype call with a patient in a chicken suit. That's just a perfect summary of my life day to day, actually. Yeah, pretty much. That's a metaphor for everything, isn't it? Yes, (laughs) yeah. All right. So you already knew what it was like to live with someone who had ADHD before the kids even came along, right? So what was that like living with a grown-up with ADHD? We'll call him a grown-up for all intents and purposes. <laughs> um, so Anthony is, uh, is an absolute brilliant mind. You know, he can create a truck, you know, build a truck with his eyes closed and things, but he really struggles with impulsiveness and uh, kind of he's, he's hyperactive. He only has two modes. There is hyperactive or asleep. And yeah. there's, there's no in-between. Um, so, I mean, in the, in the hunter and gatherer days, these guys would have been celebrated. They would have been the ones who had the most energy and the ability to hyper-focus and they would have been the best hunters and we would have all been, like, you know, hailing them as the best of, it, like, the best of everything. But in today's sedentary world, they're, like, struggling and they need our help and, their underst- and our understanding. And, um, I mean, no one told me that Anthony had ADHD before we were married, so... Uh, it's, it's something that I that sort of came up after, um, but I kind of knew it anyway. And, um, and, you know, there's parts of his ADHD that make him absolutely lovable and there's parts that make him absolutely nuts. And, um, and you know, it's, it's not to do with, you know, it's, it's to do with his impulsivity and, um, and him, you know, trying to manage this on a day-to-day basis. Now, he's lucky enough to have a job that he is able to, you know, be very physical and creative and all the things that uh, align with what his brain needs. Uh, and that's, that's how we sort of, that's how he sort of survived, um, you know, by naturally falling into those kind of jobs. So day to day wise, we have to manage it by being incredibly organized and routined and, um, you know, and that's what the program is sort of about. But it's not really until we had children that, you know, the importance of that um, came up. Yeah. I love that kind of that, that throwback theory yeah. as well because, yeah, when you think about it, like a lot of the, the people I know who've got ADHD are probably also the ones who are quite big risk takers. Mm. So that would be the hunter that went out on the limb really to, to go and do the thing where the other, the other people were hanging back. Yes, they would have been the boss of the tribe. You know, they would have been the risk takers, the ones who pushed forward, yeah. um, the ones who never were still, the ones who caught all the food. Yeah. Uh, but in, in today's world, we're trying to get them to sit still and, and do all the things that, you know, they're not made to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting perspective. It doesn't make yeah. their life any easier. It's just, it's just perspective really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I love that. I really do. I really do. Because it's, it's like so many people with this issue, they grow up thinking that they're wrong oh, and no. that they don't fit in when actually like it's the world that's not fitting in with them anymore. Completely, completely. Yeah. And I, I, it's taken me a long time to get this understanding. And I've been, I've been researching this for 10 years. And, um, you know, 
the things that they can do is incredible. Like my son could ride a motorbike without training wheels from two. Oh, my God. I took, <laughs> I, I took him to a tennis lesson, the first lesson ever, and he just naturally just went bam, 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 like, like Wimbledon. And all the other mothers were like, oh, my God, how long has he been training for? And I was like, this is his first lesson. Oh <laughs> you know, like, they would have hated you. <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's gifted in, in certain ways, you know, and it's just about finding what they're gifted in, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be sport, it can be other things, and just really nurturing that gift for them so they don't suffer from the self-esteem issues yeah, right. that come along with ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. Before I, 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 I want to ask you what Xavier's gifted <laughs> in, but I think we need to just backtrack and, and you know, rewind the clock a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've given birth to this beautiful kid. He's your first child. When yes. did you realise something was different? Um, <laughs> I, I, well, when did you realise you were outnumbered in the house? <laughs> well, I, I've got a boy boxer dog and a boy cat and, you know, three boy children and a boy husband. And I, I don't know how that happened. It just kind of, you know, it just kind of happened. I'm just drawn to it. But um, basically when we were in hospital with Xavier, after I just had him, he had terrible reflux he'd had an emergency cesarean birth it was all very traumatic um two failed inductions you know um you just a really hard time and he uh then he just wouldn't settle and he was always clenched fists you know like looked like he was fighting in his own body and um you know even one of the nurses was like oh good luck with this one (laughs) just because of how um it seemed to him he was always fighting Mm. Um, now once he could move, he, and once he was sitting up and the reflux wasn't as bad, you know, he started to just be incredibly active and he was a lot happier in himself once he could move. Um, but he still really much, you know, suffers on a day-to-day basis with trying to get him to, um, be in the normal, like, you know, like in the normal school system and things like that, where he's trying to be still and things like, you know, so um, with Xavier, when I, when I had him, I quickly identified that he had ADHD. I, I knew that the likelihood of it was going to be really high considering that Anthony had it. And when I started noticing signs of it, um, I just started researching and becoming like a crazy person because that's my personality type. Um, and I, I was determined that I was going to fix it. I, I um, saw the statistics that they were like four times likely, more likely to commit crime, commit suicide, end up in jail or become an addict. And, and there was just no way that I was going to let that happen to my beautiful little boy. And so what I did was I just researched. And I think I must have spent about 25000 in medical costs and uh, doing every program under the sun. And I was going to beat it. And after all of that, I came up with the um, solu- that the solution was that you can't fix it and that there's no magic pill or any one treatment that is the golden ticket, but rather finding a, the right combination of things for your child and where they sit in the spectrum and, and you can manage it incredibly well, but you can't fix it. Um, and you can have a successful, functional and happy family, um, but it's never going to be perfect. And so that's where peace kind of came into our family and that's when I wanted to share it with others. Talk me through some of the things you tried. Oh, my goodness. Oh, there's been a lot. There's been like 10 years of trying things. So we've done GAPS, RPA, dietitians, um, positive parenting programs, uh, integrative GPs, um, or there's just uh, special um, programs through the school, 
um, just everything that was offered, we gave it a go. Uh, we cut out everything, you know, done elimination diets, um, everything. N normal pe developmental pediatricians, uh, child psychology, um, everything. That's just my my personality type. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> do things because that's what I, I like to do. I like to be, you know, I like to be fixing it. But um, that's not in all of those things can have improvements. I mean, cutting out. Um, preservatives and colours and things like that had a big increase uh, in, in, you know, positive symptoms for baby. But uh, there's no one thing, even medication, you know, there's no one thing that I was like, oh, that's the golden ticket. You know, that, that's what I've been working towards. It's, it's really about finding ways to manage it um, the best. And, and there, there is amazing things that we can do for these, these people. Like there's, there's so much amazing things. And they're so simple and they don't cost any money. Like <laughs> They are things like visual cues and teaching them how to be structured and routined and that their brain just flows. They don't waste brain space on doing everyday things like trying to find their shoes. Like if you've got, you know, they, they have to devote so much brain power to that. Um, you know, if you've got everything lined up for them, they're just like bang, 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 and they can get onto all the cool creative stuff, the stuff that they're really good at. Ah, yeah. cool. Yeah. You must have had a lot of well-meaning people in your ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Talk to me about that. Uh, well, I've had lots of advice about, um, you know, how to handle uh, ADHD the best and, you know, lots of parenting advice, um, usually from people that have um, little girls that sit quietly in cafes um, and don't try and climb on the roof like my children do. Um, <laughs> there is a saying by Dr. Ross Green who, who wrote The Explosive Child that, Parents of behave, behaviourally challenged kids get much more blame than they deserve for their kids' difficulties, just as parents of well-behaved kids get much more credit than they deserve for oh, their positive attributes. Oh, my God. I like it. <laughs> and I have, I have cool. both um, in the spectrum. Like I have Ashton, who is the next child, who is an angel, and he's, like, gifted clever. So I have Xavier, who's struggling in every way, and then Ashton, who naturally succeeds. You know, and then Harvey, who I don't know where Harvey sits yet. It could be, could go either way, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, like to watch the, the praise that I get for Ashton when he's not even trying versus the, the, you know, mediocre comments that I get for Xavier, who is trying his hardest, you know, who's absolutely bringing it every day. It's really interesting. I mean, yeah. It is. And I think we subconsciously judge people when we're out in the wild don't we, yes. <laughs> when we're at cafes and pubs and restaurants and, at, you know, football games and whatever, you're, you're right. Like we're trying not to judge the parents of the kids who are, you know, a bit out there, but also we, we are judging the parents of the, you know, so-called good kids. I hadn't yeah. even thought of that. Of course we, we give, are. We're giving them praise. We're going, oh, well, actually one of my friends said that she believed that she was a great parent because she had these um, two little girls that would sit colouring in and it would be, it was, and she was just, she thought she was great and she really acknowledged that within herself and then she had a cyclone of a little boy next uh, and, uh, and she was like, oh, uh, actually, maybe I wasn't so great. But, I mean, girls can have ADHD too. It's not, it's boys is more common. I think it's about 13% and girls is like 5%. Um, so they, it's not about gender necessarily, but it's more about the nature of the child. And we do, we do do it. We all do it. Um, you know, it reflects yeah. on the parent. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to create a course because it's more about 
the parents' strategies and saving the parents from adrenal fatigue and the burnout that they have, which is when they have to come to you, then it is about fixing a child. Yeah, I do see a lot of burned out women who've got all kinds of different kids with special needs, mm. all kinds. Mm. Everything from everything from mums who are homeschooling because the kids, you know, aren't at school, can't be at school easily, yes. right through to, you know, parents of children with, you know, autism and and everyone on the spectrum there to yeah, to ADHD and and all that stuff and then, you know, parents of kids who are disabled, etc. So yeah, I, I, it is. It's 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 a real burnout risk for the mum. Oh, and it's huge. I mean, it's it can be both parents, but in my home, it's definitely on me. And um, and the burnout is can be huge. Like if I didn't have the systems that I have, which I've worked hard to get, I don't think I could could face it. You know, yeah. like the the, the systems that I've created in the course, calming the chaos, is what has kept our family functional and not just functional, but happy. You know, like I've got three happy, well-adjusted little boys despite this health condition, you know, and despite my own health conditions. Yeah. You know, like so we are, we are functioning. You know, dinner is on the table. The kids are learning to read. You know, we're happy. And so it's, it's not a doom and gloom diagnosis. You know, it's just about finding what works for you as a family. You know, and I, that's what I'm so passionate about. And I see so many mums and I, naturally they gravitate towards me because, you know, once you have this thing, you you know, like you kind of put it out there to the universe and they, they gravitate towards you. Um, <laughs> like I think everyone in my street has a child with ADHD. Yeah, um, no, that, that, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It's like what I, I only found out I had pyrrol disorder because I started attracting people with pyrrol disorder and I was like, yes. why are all these people around me with pyrrol disorder? Maybe I should go and get tested for <laughs> pyrrol disorder. This is what happens. It's like yes. little clusters. We find each other, don't we? Yes, and, and you know, all these um, women that were just surviving surviving each day and they're not enjoying anything like they were just like oh my god I've just got to get through today and then I can just do this and and I was like oh my goodness this is no way to live like we can't just survive this life like it has to be enjoyable and it can't all be on the women like we have to we have to have joy and um and you know when we're living in these circumstances under these challenging circumstances with these kids that demand so much attention and so much thought and so much worry goes into them you know like we've got to look after ourselves as well you know like it's it's it, they're we're no good to anyone if we're burning out we yeah. can't we can't help our children if we're if we've got nothing to give absolutely mm. absolutely and and like now you're a wonderful resource and support person for these other people who've gravitated to you but who were your support people at the time when when you were going through this oh i don't know i think it's <laughs> look i did a lot of research and i spoke to a lot of doctors and um you know i, I bounced a lot off my friends and um you know and asked a lot of questions i guess but I just always had this fire in me that, you know, it might, might be because I'm an Aries and I'm a commander type personality. Have you ever done that personality test? It's crazy. Oh, are you talking Myers-Briggs? No, the, yeah, no. the 16, 16 yeah, personalities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So I was just geared up to fight. Like that's my, that's, I'm the ram. I'm just going to keep bashing until it, I get a solution. And that's, that's what I was doing. And, um, and luckily I found one that works for us because otherwise, you know, I'd probably still be ramming something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So how did you develop these systems? Like, you know, how, how does 
your day differ from, say, just an organised mum or dad with an organised, strict household routine? Okay, so we, um, I worked very closely in with an occupational therapist who specialises in ADHD. Uh, he was treating two of my children at the time, so and he is amazing. He actually has ADHD himself, uh, and he is absolutely amazing. Um, so we were working with him at the early days, and then um, you know I just we had we had a break because Zadie sort of outgrew um, was was doing okay on the occupational therapy side, and I just started. Um, I think that's because I got a corporate background. Um, and I used to do policies and procedures and events for everything. I just started analysing all the stuff that we did every day, like the grassroots base level stuff. So where did he have problems? Well, he had problems getting ready for school. That was, that was a big problem. Like I don't know how many times I could say, put your shoes on. Like, you know, and then I'd go inside and he's rolling around on the ground. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, need, I needed to create ways of getting him to do the everyday stuff easily. So we started doing lots of um, like visual cue charts and what I'd do is I'd train him to do once he did one thing, we'd move on to the next thing. Like he'd have like these patterns of things that we'd do. So he has like little morning routines and afternoon routines and bedtime routines. And so once he got those and once he was, you know, and lots of praise is followed up these things so once he got those routines then it kind of just happened smoothly um, and he would just naturally do them without arguing or thinking about it too much because he just knew that that's what he did every morning and it just saved us so much uh, energy in meltdowns you know because he just knew that those were the things that he had to do um, but a lot of it was about getting my self organized so I call it creating an organizational buffer and having your own routines and your own systems for everything so if you get yourself to the stage where you have just stuff down, like you're not taking that child into a grocery shop because that is prime meltdown crazy time. I, like they don't shop well. Well, my boys don't anyway. No, no. Um, they do not. They do not. I've actually, my husband had a tantrum in the supermarket and threw a bag of potatoes on the floor. But, um, but, you not know, recently, right? <laughs> recently. But, um, but, you know, they, they don't shop well. So, you know their limitations. So, I get, I've got stuff automated. We've got a meal plan. It just comes weekly. Like groceries just get delivered. It's, 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 it's rotational. Like things are automated. I have to think about it. Laundry is like on a rotation system. The kids are learning to lay their clothes out for the week. So it's encouraging his brain to be self-sufficient. Like I'm teaching, I'm modelling life skills that he's going to need for later on. You know, so half of it is about creating, getting yourself organised and then, and then, you know, modelling that behaviour. So it's, it's really, really clever. And things like, you know, becoming what I call a practical minimalist, like not crowding their rooms up with everything. Because if they have to look and be distracted by everything, you're never going to get them to do anything that you want. Oh, my God. You know, like keeping everything kind of, you know, like nice and clear, clear house. And I've experimented with this. Like we put the house like full of stuff and I watched my husband and my son's reaction and they they just felt like caged animals. Like they just couldn't, like they just didn't know what to do with themselves. And then I went back to being clear. And they could just breathe easier. I don't know what it was. They can just they can just focus on things. They're not getting distracted. Um, and I've got all sorts of cool little systems, like how to get your child to do chores, and um, you know, like how to align friendships because that can be a real problem. Um, lots of cool little stuff. How to make car rides less intense. 
<laughs> Go on. How do you do that? <laughs> well, it's all about placement where you put the child. I would highly recommend a seven-seater child, a seven-seater car, if you've got the ability to do that. But um, we have like these emergency kits in my car. So, you know, we have like vomit bags and we have these little cheap $30 Game Boy things. Um, and, but the biggest thing that you can do for car rides and for stops in general is to give them a visual map of what you're doing. So I, I have a notepad in my car and when I hop in there, I say, hey, Zavi, this is what we've got to do. We've got to go to the butcher. Um, we've got to go to the doctors and we've got to go and take the dog for a wash. And I, I draw a little circle and I put home. And I put a little arrow, right, butcher, another arrow, you know, um, dog wash or whatever, and then I go back to home. And then I give him the piece of paper and he ticks it off as we go to each place. Um, And I pretend all the time like I've forgotten. I'm like, what's up next? What have we got to get? Like, can you see, what what is that? And then it gets his brain back to, oh, yeah, that's where we're going. And I distract him the whole time. with, And so he's not using that time to fight his brothers because he's the list holder. (sighs) He's, he's in charge, you know. That's, that's like, that, it's so simple. So simple and so effective. Like it's, it's wonderful to, and he loves having extra jobs. So at school, you know, you say put him at the front of the class. If you're doing an activity, put him at the front of the line because he, he's already forgotten what it is by the time it gets to his turn if it's at the back. Like he's, he's now onto something completely different. You yeah. know, like there's all sorts of just little tips and tricks that you can do to make life so much more manageable. Yeah. yeah. Does he get anxious? I think under all anxiety, uh, all ADHD is a huge base note of anxiety. Um, and that's why I think the course is effective for, well, it's effective for all children, but uh, ADHD, ADD and anxiety in particular. Um, and that's, you know, you see that often in ADHD kids, they try and control the situation. And the reason that they can try and control the situation, it's not because they're bossy. Um, it's because they're worried about the outcome. So they don't want to look foolish because they know that they can't control certain parts of it. So they try and control the game or control the situation so that they don't look silly. Wow. Um, yeah. So they really are management material, aren't they? they Going are. back to what we said about the yes. tribe. I love it. I love it. It's fascinating. You know, it really is. It is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, it's fascinating to live with these guys, you know, like they're brilliant in the in one, in one way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you would, yeah, <laughs> you would burn out if you didn't have some sort of organization going on. You just oh, really would. It, it's, it's an intense life. Like our, our house can be nuts. Like even yesterday we had my husband's boss over and we were all chatting in the kitchen and my kids um, drove a crazy cart through the glass door. <laughs> and smashed a glass door and it was all very like oh my god but that's that's stuff that happens you know on a day-to-day basis I don't think I even flinch about it anymore I was like has anyone heard no okay yeah. no that's just the kids going through a glass door <laughs> it's know. still good yeah but, it, but it's it's you know it's about managing it really and and you can do it like we have a happy life like it's there's so many people like I'm on all the Facebook groups and forums that are struggling Yes. And, um, and they, they just don't know what to do next because there is no one thing. Like everyone's just looking for the one answer. But it's, it's about lots of things. It's about, you know, doing rigorous exercise every day. They need to be doing that. They need to get that energy out. They need to have a minimalist environment. It's not, you know, not like minimalist as in what you think of the TV, but like having clear, clear areas to think and to, to exist in. 
um, you know, and, and then we need to have routine. It's routine, routine, routine. That's, the, that's like our biggest thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. What happens if you need to go outside your routine, say if you're going on a holiday? Uh, now, traditionally in school holidays is not um, Xavier's or Anthony's time to shine, uh, often because I do give everything, I relax a little bit in terms of, you know, like they, they have Christmas functions or whatever and they're not eating uh, exactly as strict as we normally would and uh, the bedtimes are a little bit later and they're not getting the sleep that they need and everything like that. But generally the morning and afternoon routines, where, wherever we are, are about the same. I mean, you still need to feed your kids, bath them, put them to bed, you know, like wherever you are, you, you've got to do the things that, that keep, you know, the, the house running, you know, like as a, as a mum, you can't just go, okay, today we're not eating dinner or we're not getting dressed today. Like those are the routines. Like we, we need to get those things done still. So they, they kind of still exist. They're a little bit more relaxed, but yeah, I mean, we, we don't tend to go too much outside of the routine because he just doesn't like it and he and interestingly he didn't like it as a baby either like if I swapped around bath times and things like that like you know because I was busy he he didn't like it he was unsettled Mm. you know yeah so it's it's interesting (laughs) yeah all right I was was just wondering if you have you tried some of these systems with parents who've got kids who are on the autism spectrum well, um, my occupational therapist is quite keen for me to actually go into some houses and um, I've done it lots for ADHD kids, but to go in and actually help them um, set up these systems and for, for autism. I mean, ADHD, autism, threats and everything, they're all on, you know, they're, they're all along the same wavelength, you know, and, and I think that all children benefit from routine and consistency. Um, so I, I don't see any reason why these things wouldn't work for mm. other children. You know, like I can't, nothing is, is, you know, that out there that it wouldn't work for, you know, like I have two other children that don't have um, ADHD and, you know, they thrive under this, un, under routine and consistency. Like they absolutely love it because they know what's coming up. They know yeah. the boundaries and everyone can do better when they know what the boundary is, you know, yeah. like, Yeah. All right, parents with kids on the spectrum, uh, give Sharon a bell. She's in <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> well, you're not in Sydney. You're a little way out of Sydney, aren't you now? Yeah, near, near Cronulla now. Um, yeah. Yes, so yeah. pretty. Yeah. So, so if you're near Cronulla. <laughs> 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 I've just dumped you in it. Um, so, yeah, so then you formalise these systems. So now you've created, you know, functional family. It's a thing. Yes. Talk to me about that. Um, So basically when I started um, talking to friends and neighbours and and people around the schoolyard and things about what I was doing, everyone was just like, oh, I really, I really want to do that, but I just don't know how. So they they could see the improvement in my family and and in in me as well. You know, I'm living with an autoimmune disease and, you know, I, I went from really exhausted to not, and, you know, not coping to being able to function and being happy and they could see the improvements and so they were coming up to me and saying you know what are you what are you doing and you know through our conversations um can we do it too and uh it's something that I'm really passionate about in case you can't tell um but so I wanted to help other people I wanted to help everyone and the easiest way that I could do it was to create an online course um and so I created the functional family it's a website 
um, www.functionalfamily.com and it offers helps to, help to parents. Um, we offer online courses that relate to specific needs, needs and our aim is to bring back joy for families that are struggling under the pressures of family life. Now, the first course is Calming the Chaos, which is all about ADHD, ADD and uh, anxiety and how to function under those, um, those challenges. Um, but there is courses coming for meal planning for busy mothers. So we're just going to automate the crap out of that so that mums are not struggling, like with what, what's for dinner tonight? Like the, things, are, things are done, you know, like it's, it's an automated system. You're not having to rush out to the shops to do this and that. It's kind of all automated. Uh, and there's another one coming called How to Run a Household When You Have an Autoimmune Disease. So um, there's all, I'm just choosing things that I'm passionate about and things that I know a lot about. And, um, and making courses to help other families. That's awesome. It's so needed. It really yep. is. Like, there's courses out there for so many other things, but I don't know if I've seen anything like this before. No, I, I couldn't find anything. There's all about how to treat ADHD and how to, you know, like treat the child, but this is more about how to run as a house. Like how do you stop ADHD from affecting the other siblings? You know, like how, yeah. do, you, how do you still be functional and happy like it, it's it's more than just one kid that has um, a neurological disorder like it's a fa- we're a family and we have to run like regardless of how tired I am or how um, like intense Zadie's AD, uh, ADHD symptoms have been that day we still have to get to school on time you know like the, it, this is base le- base level grassroots stuff like that that it's just assumed like you go to get a you go to a pediatrician they give you this big diagnosis you get handed medication and then you get nothing like what what happens how do you how do you you get a pamphlet you know like how how do you live with a child that has this problem like and that's what this course is about like how do you actually function you know and and we've we've found a way that is so beautifully simple and we do it over six weeks and we just drip feed it so we do one one subject a day like and they're little like it only takes like five minutes and then one action step a day and so we know that lots of little changes in the right direction make a big change at the end. So by the end of the six weeks, we've got their family kind of remodeled and, and functioning and taking a lot of pressure off that mum, you know, or the, the dad that's the primary caregiver. You know, we're taking a lot of pressure off that person because things are just happening, they're flowing, you know, like things, things are automated. And so that's when the magic happens. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, there's, it sounds like it's all stuff that is also easily taught to, uh, other caregivers like whether it's you know grandparents or you know aunties and uncles who are coming in to help out as well oh, of course it, yeah it's all these are all systems that are like everyone it's almost like things that everyone can agree on too it's like okay well this is just this is how we do things now and this is working really well and it yeah i, yeah. I don't think you'd get too much pushback from other family members would you I don't think so. It's nothing controversial. It's just um, we just organise the crap out of it. Like it's just it's not um, it's not like oh now we're only eating yellow food. You know, like, oh my god, now we're taking them off gluten, dairy, yeah. and sugar, and you have to oh, tell look, the grandparents. We've we've done oh. that too, but you know, but like it's just about being super organised, and mm. and and it's it's once you've got these systems in place, it's just wonderful to watch your child be self sufficient. You know, like. You've got a kid who who can't even find his shoes in the morning. Who gets up and calls out, "Mum, I'm ready for the I'm ready for school," all by himself. And oh you know God. how proud that makes me. You know, like 
he it's just incredible like that's something as 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 that and you know there's improvements in the classroom too because he hasn't used up all his fight like all his energy by the time he gets to school fighting with me about getting to school like yeah. he's just he's got energy left for school you oh, know it's so beautiful good. yeah so good i just i can't believe this no one's done this before that that i know of like really this is so needed really i've been is. talking about it for a long time but then i had three kids and it really just you know like sucked up some of my time but yeah <laughs> and you had to sort out some of your own health shit as well like yes so yes. yeah all in good time all things yes. in good time that's Maybe right and when it's meant to happen time. it sort of happens doesn't it i think so yeah i think so uh well look before we go i i want to finish on a couple of positive notes so mm. My first question that requires a positive answer. Okay. We mentioned the gifts before. What's Xavier gifted in? Oh, my goodness, so much. He's got so much charisma. Like, I think he could sell ice to the Eskimos. Like, he's a real good salesman. Um, So that's because he's a good negotiator. And so I think he could, because he's always negotiating with me about what's going to come next. So he could be a good lawyer, I imagine. Um, he's gifted in sport. That's motocross is his true, true talent. Like I, I've never seen a child hyper-focus like that and be so good at it. And the absolutely adorable thing is on the track, he actually talks to himself. So when he, when he comes past you, you can hear him go, turn in the corner, leg out, leg out, leg out. Let's go, go, accelerate, accelerate, accelerate. It's the oh most gorgeous God. thing ever. <laughs> Um, so I would say that he's his biggest gift. And just being a beautiful child, like he is absolutely gorgeous. You know, he's got a big heart and despite all the struggles that he has, he's always got time for a cuddle, always. Mm. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, that's so awesome. I know there'd be a few parents out there who've got a child with ADHD who are just like hanging out for that day when they get that cuddle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not all fight. Like it's, it's not all struggle, you know, like it doesn't have to be so hard. You know, we get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, you know, um, but we can, we can make those easier. We can make the, easy, the, the day-to-day stuff easier and then you've got more time left and more energy left as a mum to devote to the good times. You're not like you're not spent, you're not like getting to the end of the day where you're just like, oh, don't talk to me. Yeah. You know, like you've got, you've got time to sit down and cuddle with them because stuff's already done. Yeah, you've got bandwidth left in your own brain. Yes, you've got. You can't pour from an empty cup, isn't that like the oh, same? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got, you've got stuff in the cup to pour out at the end of the day because you're not wasting time with all the, you know, the day to day stuff. Yeah, the struggle. Mm. Yeah. All right. The other positive note that I want mm-hmm. to finish on. What advice do you have out there for any parents who are kind of in struggle town right now? Hmm. I mean, I would say <laughs> do the, the calming the chaos course but, and because I want to work with these people. Like they're the ones that I want. I want the people that are struggling because I know that I can help them. Um, but failing that um, is about routine. Get routine. <laughs> like it, it is not enough to, to make a chart and stick it on a wall. Like we have to integrate that into their lives and we have to make sure that they're doing it and for goodness sake, praise your child. These kids have such big self-esteem issues and they are crying out for praise. So if you can find some things that they are good at and just give them animated praise, like not just good job, that's not going to be enough for these kids. We want it, they want to know why so they can repeat the behaviour. Big body movements, hand gestures, high fives, all of the sensory stuff because they're really sensory seeking. 
So lots of big eyes and, and love in your eyes and those sorts of things. Like give them lots of praise. They need it. Oh, my God. I've got a little lump in my throat now. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Sharon, for coming on the show. Uh, look, you mentioned your website before, but I'll, I'll get you to mention it again. And, and look, are, there, are you on social? Like, Where can people find you and connect uh, with you? Thank you so much for having me, Jules. I'm, I really appreciate this opportunity. The website is www.thefunctionalfamily.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook under The Functional Family. And the name of the course for ADHD is called Calming the Chaos, but it's all linked to that website. And you can find me there or on Instagram under The Functional Family. Um, but I'll be more than happy to have a chat to any parents that are struggling with these issues. Oh, that's awesome. You're such a beautiful human. Thanks. Thank oh, you so thank much you. for what you're bringing into the world. It's really awesome. Thank you, Jules. It's something I really, you know, really want to improve. I, I can't handle seeing another mum just surviving with this. It's, it's got to be better. We've, we've got to make this better for them yeah. and for the kids. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Straight Talking Natural Health. If you liked what you heard, hit subscribe. That way you'll never miss an instalment. If you're a fan, please take a moment to leave me a review on iTunes. It helps other listeners to find this podcast too. Also, check out my website at julesgalloway.com. You'll find all the podcast episodes there along with loads of blog posts and resources to help you on the path back to finding your happy, energized self again. There's also a free quiz to help you assess your risk of burnout and adrenal dysfunction. So if you've been burning the candle at both ends or maybe you've been super busy or stressed recently, take the quiz now to see where your body is at. That's at julesgalloway.com. And let's connect. Follow my adventures on Facebook and Instagram at Jules Galloway Health and join our pumping Facebook group. Just search for Straight Talking Natural Health or follow the links in the show notes. Till next time, remember, look after your awesome self because it gives others permission to do the same. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.